Welcome to Linux in the Shell, episode 26, the Units Command. My name is Dan Washko. As always, I am your host. I'd like to thank Hacker Public Radio for hosting the website and the audio files and being an all-around wonderful community. So consider contributing to Hacker Public Radio, or at the very least, head on over there and see the other exciting shows that are available at hackerpublicradio.org. Last episode, I talked about some mathematics in the command line and focused on the BC command. And I ended with talking about some unit conversions. Well, this episode, I'm going to talk about a tool that makes it really easy to do unit conversions without having to know the functions or equations behind converting between units. And that is the units command. Like the BC command, if you execute the Unix command, units, not Unix, units command, you end up in an interactive shell. So, what you can do at this point is begin converting units. Now, I want to warn you about a couple of things. First, chances are units is not installed by default. Just head on over to your package manager, look for the command units, or the software units, U-N-I-T-S, it's plural, I found it in Arch, it's in the main repositories, Pacman-Capital-S, Units, installed it right away. Secondly, Units, at first glance, is really simple, but can get complex and frustrating really fast. Well, let's step back a second. When you fire up the Units command, you're going to be presented with an interactive shell that shows you some information about Unix, like BC did. It shows you the... Uh, some of the um, conversions available to it, the metrics behind it, uh, uh, conversion exchange rates from, and it gives you a date. Mine says 2012 10-24, uh, so October 24, 2012. It'll also tell you the number of unit conversions available. Mine says 2,565 units, 85 prefixes, and 66 nonlinear units. That's just some basic information. Probably won't mean much to you. Uh, but that that's just there for your information. Then you're presented with the first prompt that says, you have a colon. Now, that's where you enter the units that you have. And, for example, let's say 300 feet. If we enter in 300 feet and hit the Enter button, it's then going to present you with the next prompt that says, you want. Now you enter some unit that you want to convert 300 feet into. I'll say inches. So when I hit uh, 300 feet, Converting to inches, I get the return value of 3,600 or 3,600 inches. But that's not all I get. I get an asterisk that says 3,600, and I get a, a, a next another line that has a forward slash that gives me another value. That value is 0.00027777778. What does that mean? Well, the first value, obviously, is the conversion that I wanted. 3,600 
inches or 3,600 inches. The second value is the inversion of that conversion. So that's basically red. There are 0 0.00027777778 inches in 300 feet. It's just a conversion. Quite simple. Pretty elegant. Pretty nifty to have if you wanted that information. Maybe you didn't, but you got it anyway. So you're saying to yourself right now, this is great. I can be converting right and left between everything I want. I don't have to fire up a calculator and start typing things in or remember some funky uh, equation or, or function to convert between the values that I want. Well, yes and no. Uh, it is great, but you have to understand that other caveat I said, that it's sometimes it's not as evident as you'd expect it to be. Case in point, converting between temperature, Celsius and Fahrenheit. You might think, oh, I'll just type in 10 degrees Celsius or 10 degrees, 100 degrees Celsius and get the conversion to Fahrenheit. No, it's not that simple. Because if you type in 100 degrees, you're not going to get what you expect. You're not going to find degrees. Now, most versions of units will have been compiled with reline support, and you will have tab completion. So you can type in 100 space DEG and hit tab, and it'll show you the possible values available to you. And you look in those values, and you'll see something like DEG for, de for degree. You'll also say DEGC and DEGF. And you might think, oh, well, I'll type in 100, 100 DEGC and hit enter, and then I'll just type in DEGF. And I'll get 100 degrees Celsius converted to a hundred what, what it is in Fahrenheit, and the return value is 180. And you'll be, whoa, no, 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 wait. 100 degrees Celsius should equal 212 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the temperature water boils at. Why is that not working? Well, that's because you have to make sure you understand the correct units and how to input those units. Now, for instance... Uh, what we actually received here wasn't a conversion of degrees Celsius to Fahrenheit that you expect. What we actually received was this. When there is a temperature degree change of 100 degrees Celsius, that is equivalent to a temperature change of 180 degrees Fahrenheit. That doesn't mean 100 degrees Celsius equals 180 degrees Fahrenheit. That just means that a temperature change of 100 degrees Celsius is equivalent to a temperature change of 180 degrees Fahrenheit. Just be aware of that. that that's kind of what that means. What you're looking for is to convert Fahrenheit into Celsius, or Celsius into Fahrenheit. Well, that's a little different, because then you have to type in temp Celsius, and then in parentheses, put the number 100. And then it asks you what the conversion you want is temp Fahrenheit, and when you hit enter, you get 212. Okay, so that is not clear. That's because it's not a what what units calls a linear uh, conversion. It's more of a functional conversion, and you have to put it in a functional notation format like that. So there's a lot of caveats to units that will trip you up. But you can easily rectify that by just perusing the man page or even the info page, which is really, really nice. Uh, but there's some caveats there. So 
A lot of the stuff that you might want to do, feet to inches, inches to miles, kilometers to inches, you know, stuff like that, pretty straightforward. But if you want to get into more esoteric things like temperature or even, you know, tr converting between megabits or I'm sorry, megabytes. Megabits is fairly simple, but megabytes and kilobytes and, and gigabytes and stuff, not as straightforward. For instance, again, talking about kilobytes, that uses a specific notation. You look in there, and if you were to say, well, if I want to convert uh, 10 gigabytes to kilobytes, how do I do that? Well, if you type in 10 GIB and hit enter and hit KIB for kilobytes, it gives you the correct value. Okay. Now, the odd thing about that is if you type in 10 and then GI and hit tab for completion, you won't, it will complete. And if you actually typed in a capital G, you would see GI in there. And then you would think, okay, I'm going to do MI. You're not going to get the same value. Okay. You're going to get some weird number that says 7.957472A as opposed to, uh, 10485760, which is, what is that? Uh, that is going to be 10,485,760 kilobytes as opposed to, you know, in 10 gigabytes. So, units has a specific notation that you need to use. And you could, you could find out a lot of this stuff by perusing the definitions file. And where is the definitions file? Well, that's pretty simple. You can find that quite easily. But before I tell you how to find some of this stuff out, you might be wondering, how do I get out of units once you're in it? That's pretty simple. Hit the Control-C key. It takes you right out of units. Very simple. Now, to find the definitions list or units, definitions.units is what it, the, the name of it is, uh, you just type in units uh, and then the switch dash capital V for uh, version information. And it's going to tell you the version of units, whether it was compiled with ReLine. It's going to tell you um, what locale support it's been compiled with uh, or what it's using. And then it's going to tell you the units database, which will probably be in slash user slash share slash units and be called uh, slash definitions.units. If you use less or more, whatever pager you like to use, and open that file up and start looking in there, you'll see all the different units available and a lot of really good information about how those units are defined. Uh, it's really, really good, something uh, excellent to read. If you're not sure what a unit is, look in there and it'll tell you exactly what it is. Uh, but it's really, it's really great. Now, there's some other switches uh, that we could talk about here for units. Uh, units itself has uh, a quiet mode and what quiet does is that's the dash Q or dash dash quiet what quiet will do is it will bring you up and suppress the prompting of the interactive tool so you won't see um, that initial information and you will not see the you have colon and you want prompts uh, you'll just type in whatever you want. Compact suppresses the printing of the asterisk and the slash, uh, forward slash, but it'll still show you those both of those values. The uh, dash L or dash dash one line 
will show you the first line of the output, but it'll suppress the inversion of the conversion. Now, sometimes a lot of those are handy uh, for, uh, I'll cover that in a second, but those three values are all combined in the dash T or dash dash terse option, which combines quiet, compact, and one line uh, all at once. And that might be the most handy for when you want to use units without an interactive mode. And that's just by typing units, and then if you want to do any switches, and then followed by, in double quotes, what you have. Like, for instance, we talked to 15 feet. You type in 15 space feet, double quotes, closes it, and then space and what you want, and then inches. And that'll convert 15 feet into 180 inches. And if you s didn't supply any switches, you're going to get the output just like as if you were in interactive mode, except it's going to show you currency exchange rates from line, and then it's going to show you the asterisk, 180, and then the next line, the forward slash, uh, 00, 0 0.00555556, which is the inversion conversion, baby. So that that's uh, interactive, or you don't have to go into interactive mode right there. Now, if you were to use the uh, dash T option there, the units dash T, uh, double quotes, 15 feet, close the double quotes, and then space inches, all you're going to get back is the uh, value of 180 right there. Now, you might want to use units with the dash V or dash dash for both mode, which is kind of nice because if we did that same uh, conversion with the dash V, instead of it just saying 180, it would produce the output 15 feet equals 180 inches. So it provides a little more verbosity to the output, which can be quite nice. Now, units is a monster of a program. It has just like BC, an incredible amount of functionality. If you really want to delve into the units command, head on into the man page and the info page. It thoroughly explains all this stuff. If you just want to do a simple conversions, you know, you can do that based upon the information I provided you here. But to get involved in more of the esoterics of the units command and the switches and what you can and cannot do, well, I'll say what you can do. Because there's not a lot you cannot do in, in units. You really need to read the man page, and it's far more detailed to cover than in here. Uh, if you're scientifically minded and mathematically minded in that way to get the conversions and functions that you can do with units. This has been episode 26 of Linux in the Shell. My name is Dan Washko, and I thank you for listening. Join us again for some more Linux in the Shell goodness. And make sure you head on over to the website, if you have not already, to read the write-up and watch the video of this command. That's linuxintheshell.org. Thank you, and have a great day. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. 
All BinRef projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.